You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shabbos is something which, uh, as we're going to see, the debate is not going to be the halacha per se. The definition is going to be how to categorize vitamins. Is vitamins a medicine? Are vitamins not a medicine? Where are we going to put that from a halachic uh, perspective? And we'll see that there's actually an interesting debate about uh, about uh, the issue. Okay, but before we could get to the specifics having to do with uh, with vitamins, so first let's go ahead and let's uh, give ourselves the ne- hopefully the necessary background to be able to get ourselves on the same page to be able to uh, to analyze and consider what's going to happen with uh, with uh, with vitamins. And as we'll see, there may even be different categories of vitamins. Okay. But the first thing is the Gemara and Shabbos says, and where the uh, the context of this is a specific discussion, which is not relevant for uh, for us tonight. But you have in source number one, Ula says Gezeri says the issue with taking medicine, and it's not only taking medicine, but it's really many therapeutic treatments on Shabbos. Is Gezeri Mishum is Chazal came along, and they prohibited taking medicine on Shabbos. Why? Shechikas Semamonim. Because back in the day, uh, in order to manufacture medication, so you had to go ahead and you had to take out your mortar, mortar and pestle, and you would go ahead and you would manufacture the medication on your own. And grinding up the herbs to manufacture medication involves malacha. And therefore, <laughs> even in the event that a person were to go ahead and have the medication prepared already, or as we will see, there's a medication which doesn't require that type of preparation. Nonetheless, Chazal came along and said that out of our concern that you may go ahead and start manufacturing medication and perform malachas in the process of that manufacturing um, uh, uh, process. So to keep you far away from violating Isidaraisa, so they put out this very broad restriction against taking medication. Now, I will tell you off the bat before anybody gets uh, uh, um, too excited about it uh, that uh, this restriction really only applies in those circumstances where you don't really need the medication. In other words, if somebody's dangerously ill, or even if somebody's not dangerously ill, but they are uh, pretty sick, so then they're allowed to take medication. The restriction against taking medication is when we have the ability to say to you, tough it out. It's a localized pain. It's not something which radiates through ent- throughout the entire body. It's not something which sends you to bed in order to be able to, uh, to find uh, relief. And it's certainly not dangerous at all. It just happens to be an annoying condition. Uh, a good example of that would be uh, somebody who has uh, seasonal allergies. Seasonal allergies won't kill you in most circumstances. You'll correct me if I'm wrong, Charlene. But I think seasonal allergies are not going to go ahead and they're not going to kill you. They don't uh, force you, unless they're really bad, they don't put you in bed because you have allergies. And it's not a painful experience. It's just really, really annoying. So something which is just really, really annoying, it's an ailment, it's really annoying, but it's a discomfort, but it's not something which is dangerous or painful. So that's where this gazera applies don't take medication because of the fear of because you may go ahead and you may end up manufacturing the medication on Shabbos. And we'll see why that's, uh, that's going to be a particular concern. So Rashi explains, this is Rashi on that Gemara, Gezer Mishum Shechikas Semamanim, Bemidi Derefua Gazerabon. 
if somebody is going to do something which is medicinal, is going to be therapeutic in some way, so Chazal issued this decree. Why? Because the concern is that if we were to allow a person to go ahead and take medication, a person may think that any aspect of any part of the process of manufacturing the medication is also going to be permitted, and which would be also and the manufacturing of medication using your mortar and pestle. I actually have a, a book which has a picture of it. So there's your mortar, there's your pestle. So to go ahead and break out your good old fashioned mortar and pestle and start grinding up herbs in the manufacturing of medication. So that's an isidaraisa. The, the isidaraisa is the havitochen. So one of the malachas, if you remember, one of the 39 malachas, which uh, is part of the process of manufacturing bread is the grinding, tochen is grinding. So grinding uh, larger pieces into smaller pieces like you would do to grain in order to make flour or you're going to do with these herbs in order to manufacture the medication. So that is an isra daraisa called tochen. And therefore, this is something which is, uh, since Chazal were concerned that you would go ahead and you would, uh, you would do that, uh, that malacha, they prohibited the taking of medication on Shabbos. Other posts can speak out that it's not only this isidorais of tochen, sometimes the manufacturing of medication may involve cooking. So you may light a fire or you may go ahead and cook the various herbs or whatnot. So it really doesn't make a difference what isidorais of chazal were concerned about, but they were concerned that a person may end up uh, violating an isidoraisa to obtain the medication. And therefore, as a precautionary measure, they said, we don't want you taking medic. If you don't really need it, we don't want you taking medication on Shabbos because of that fear that you'll get uh, the anxiety involved in trying to obtain the medication will cause you to overlook or forget the fact that these activities are malachas and that would be bad. Okay, now, what's the idea? And uh, now we'll see the Shulchan al-Kharav. He's going, he comments on a different thing, but we'll see this, uh, this, uh, this uh, 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 perspective that Chazal have. That they're, oh yeah, sorry, Mel. I thought we, you were saying we hello. Do, we do a lot of things in preparation for Shabbat, and it's okay. Why is this preparation for Shabbat different? This preparation for Shabbat or on Shabbat? For Shabbat. I mean, we're going to take it on Shabbat, so we do it before Shabbat. No, no, we're, we're talking about, yeah, right. So that would be one, Shiloh. Here we're talking about where you develop a condition on Shabbos. Oh. You get a headache on Shabbos. Uh, you had a little bit too much kiddush, and then you wake up Shabbos afternoon. And you say, "Oh, my head!" So you want to go ahead and you want to take a couple of aspirin. I've heard people do that. I've never actually seen it. <laughs> so you, uh, so you, you, uh, so when somebody goes, "Oh, my head!" They want to go ahead and they want to take, uh, um, uh, you know, a pain relief in order to alleviate their headache. So they would go ahead and say, oh, "I have such a bad headache," and they'll just start manufacturing mindlessly. They'll go ahead and they'll start manufacturing the uh, the Tylenol on Shabbos. You're, you're right, Mel. There are, there are postings who say that if you already started your regimen of medication before Shabbos began, so that everything is already prepared before Shabbos, that in cer- certain circumstances, that may be an allowance to take medication on Shabbos. So you, you are correct as far as, uh, as, yeah. far as that. But, um, but uh, here, let's just say we're talking about where it, 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 uh, the issue arises on Shabbos. Okay. So here, Shulchan Acharav addresses a, 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 a detail 
in these halachas about this is the long simon, simon shin chavches, is a simon having to do with uh, medication on Shabbos, medical treatments on Shabbos. So in the middle of this, the Shulchan Aruch uh, discusses the following case, which is going to have a key phrase which we need. So he says, Maka sheni sarapa. So a person had a cut or a wound, they had a bleeding wound, and it healed. It healed already before Shabbos. So healed means that it's no longer bleeding or anything like that, but it's still not 100%. So the halacha is, so you could go ahead and you could put a bandage. Let's assume for, for argument's sake that it has some ointment or something on it. But you could go ahead and you could have put a bandage on that healed wound on Shabbos. Why? The reason is because the purpose of putting the bandage on it at that point is not for healing purposes, because the cut is already healed. You just want to cover it so that you shouldn't aggravate it. You don't want to scratch it again. The skin is still tender. And if something scratches against it, so it could potentially open up the wound once again. So therefore, you're going to cover it just to make sure that you don't uh, uh, open the wound. And in such a case where the wound is essentially healed, you have no such concern of Shema Yimareach, that you'll take ointment and you'll smooth it onto the skin. You'll take a basset tracer or something and you'll rub it onto the area because you don't need it anymore because it's closed. Or, nor do we have to be afraid that you're going to go ahead and start manufacturing the medication by grinding up herbs. Why? So here's the key. Shekeva and Shini Sarapa, because once it's already healed, Eino Bahul Alech Kokach. We're going to underline that. So you're not going to be bahul. Bahul is like bahala. A person is just besides themselves. They're, uh, they're filled with anxiety and they're confused as far as what's going on. It's essentially fight or flight kicks in and they're not even thinking straight anymore. So that's our fear is that in the, in the, um, uh, in the uh, desire to obtain the medication, a person will lose their frame of mind and they'll forget that it's Shabbos, so they'll forget what's usher to do on Shabbos, and they'll just go ahead and they'll make the medication. But that doesn't apply when the wound is essentially healed already. So the person, the wound is already healed, and you're just trying to protect it from opening up again, but the person isn't going to be bahul in that case, because there's no reason to panic. There's no, that's the word I'm looking for. There's no reason to panic in that case, because in such a case, uh, the person doesn't feel that they're at risk or there's a threat to them that we have to be afraid that the person will forget that you're not allowed to put ointment onto the, uh, the skin on Shabbos, or the person will think that you're allowed to go ahead and grind up herbs. So since the person is in a relaxed state of mind rather than in a panicked state of mind, so we are confident that the person will be mindful of Hilcho Shabbos and won't do something which is us. Okay, now, what everybody asks, whatever you learn through this, uh, this, uh, this sugya, whenever you learn through this topic, so inevitably, I'm sure uh, all, uh, most, if not all of you, are thinking this, they are, this gezer of chazal is certainly outdated because most people haven't even seen a mortar or pestle. When I do it with my students now, they can't even tell you what a mortar and pestle is, let alone haven't seen one, actually see somebody use one. So they, uh, the, uh, the uh, argument always is, Maybe we should say nowadays, since all our medication, almost all of our medication is bought over the counter or from behind the counter, but it's manufactured way in advance of it coming into our house. So this Gezer of Chazal is no longer applicable. 
And why should we be allowed to go ahead and take Tylenol? If you allow me to take Tylenol on Shabbos, it's not going to lead me to go ahead and grind any herbs up. I don't even have any herbs, let alone the, you know, a mortar and a pestle to go ahead and start to you know, have something to grind with. So can we argue that this doesn't apply? So there is, there is an opinion like this. This is the Ketosa Shochan. Ketosa Shochan, people know him better by his name than the, the name of his work, but the Ketosa Shochan was written by Rav Avram Chaim Noah. So he's famous for his opinions regarding shiurim, regarding the size of a kezayis or the measurement of an ama or something like that. But he also wrote very extensively on other areas of halacha. So he writes, V'nir lomer he says, it would seem to me that the prohibition against taking medication nowadays, out of concern that you're going to manufacture the medication, is more lenient than it was in the time of Chazal. Why? Because first of all, we wouldn't even know how to grind up a medication if we wanted to. We don't have the know-how. And medications nowadays are made in pharmacies by pharmacists. That's their job, is they manufacture the medication for us. We don't go ahead and make it for ourselves. He was talking uh, the beginning to the middle of the 20th century, let alone 21st century. So he was saying this even a while ago. And this is something which is done based on the doctor's uh, guidance. And therefore, and therefore, the rationale behind the original decree is no longer applicable. And therefore, Rav Avram Chaim Noah suggests that perhaps this prohibition can be treated more leniently nowadays than it would have 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 1,000 years ago, uh, uh, and, and beyond. However, if you look in the writings of the other poskim who speak, uh, who write extensively about the uh, medical halach and whatnot, uh, uh, figures such as of Shomel Zaman Auerbach and of Moshe Feinstein and the Tzitz Eliezer, none of them mention this as a grounds for leniency. And I think the reason why it's not mentioned as grounds for leniency is because there's a general assumption that once Chazal assert something, it remains usher, even if the reason for the Gzeira is no longer applicable, but once it was adopted by Chazal, it remains in place unless there's a body of uh, equal stature, equal or greater stature than the original body that ushered it to come along and suspend the, suspend the Gzeira, to overturn the Gzeira. So since we don't have such a body nowadays, which can go ahead and overturn Gzeiras of Chazal, something which is a, which is a Gzeira, which is tr- traced back to, uh, to the uh, founder of the Gemara itself, so therefore, uh, Postkim do not see modern um, uh, uh, availability of medication as a grounds in and of itself for leniency nowadays to be able to take medication. So despite the fact that Rav Avram Chaim Noah uh, uh, seems to, uh, to lean towards saying that it should be able to, uh, in practice, it's not something which is, uh, which is utilized. Okay, now let's see, source five over here. So far, so good? Okay, well, so source five tells us this is where Shulchan Aruch actually uh, presents the, the Isser itself. He says, So a person who's suffering from an ailment, so that's as we described, there's a discomfort that they're feeling, a localized pain, but 
you're still going to work, you're still going to school, you're still going about your, uh, your, your, your daily activities. You just have whatever, your back hurts or your, uh, your ankle hurts a little bit. You've got hay fever. But the person has their strength and they're walking around as a healthy person would. It's not impacting your daily schedule. So such a person who, uh, where the, the condition which they have isn't really impacting their, uh, their schedule, you're not allowed to go ahead and make medication or take medication or even a therapeutic treatment. Even to go ahead and ask a non-Jew to manufacture that medication for you would not be allowed because that is the gzeir of chazal that we're afraid that you're going to go ahead and manufacture the medication. Okay. Now, however, um, Remember, in the time of Chazal, there are medications and there are medications. So medications in the time of Chazal were made from various foods, even though we don't follow any of the uh, prescriptions which Chazal give for various uh, you know, medical conditions. We would never go ahead and do any of those things nowadays. But if you look at those things, besides the things which are just incredibly uh, uh, gross to, uh, to consider, but a lot of it was made from something which qualifies as a food, or let's say chicken soup. So if a person has a cold and your bubby tells you, or if you're a bubby now when you tell your grandchildren, oh, you're not feeling well, have some chicken soup. So if you're going ahead, if uh, Charlene goes ahead and prescribes her grandchildren some chicken soup because they have a cold or something like that, so is that going to be a problem of shechika samanim because she is now going ahead and uh, she's telling them that for their current medical condition, they should go ahead and have some chicken soup, which is chicken and herbs and vegetables and various other things in there, which hopefully is going to make them feel better. So is that something which is going to be usser or not? So, or let's say somebody has a sore throat and you're told, have some tea with some honey in there. You know, have a, an herbal tea with some honey to coat your throat. So is that going to be problematic? Is that not going to be problematic? And this is going to be relevant as far as our uh, vitamins are concerned. So Shulchan Aruch says, same simon, but much later on in the simon. Kol ochlin umashkim michael brim. Any food or beverage, that's the Ochlin Omashkin, Shemaichobrim, which is a food of healthy people, meaning like chicken soup. Chicken soup is something that healthy, it's not reserved for people who are ill. Even healthy people go ahead and have chicken soup on a regular basis, or people have tea on a regular basis. So So there are no restrictions against eating something which is a food or a regular beverage. As we're going to see, the wording is, should be dvarim. Even if you're taking something which is healthy for one, uh, for one part of your body, and it's not so healthy for another part of the body, certain things will help you in one area of, uh, of your, uh, your, uh, your, your health, but they may be, uh, cause, cause harm elsewhere. And And therefore, it's evident to everybody that you're doing it because you want the therapeutic elements of it. You want the therapeutic outcomes of it. Nonetheless, it's going to be permitted. So this would be something like, uh, you know, a person's constipated and you're told, you know what, have some prunes. You know, have some prune juice and you'll, uh, you know, that'll, uh, that'll clear out your system. You'll be as good as new in the, in the morning. So prune juice, believe it or not, is actually a beverage. They sell it not in the pharmacy. They sell it in the regular juice aisle. Uh, they go ahead and they sell, uh, they sell prune juice. So therefore, even though in most instances, and certainly anybody below the age of 80, let's say, is going to be having prune juice for one reason and one reason only, and that's going to be to go ahead and clear out the, uh, the system, 
nonetheless, since it is a food, or in this regard, it's a beverage, so you're allowed to take it on Shabbos. But on the other hand, something which is not generally going to be consumed by healthy people as a food, then you're not allowed to go ahead and take it for medicinal purposes. So you can think of whatever, like a ichi tasting herb that you're going to uh, you're going to have. Let's say something like, um, um, without even talking about the uh, roll age, you're going to go ahead and you have heartburn, and you're going to take a teaspoon of baking soda. So baking soda is certainly in your baking cabinet, right? It's there with the other ingredients that you bake with, but nobody goes ahead and eats baking soda as a snack. Is as starving as the kids may be, and as starving as they may be on Pesach, that's the most starving at all of all, they're still not going to go and say, you know what, I think we've got some, uh, some fresh baking soda in the cabin over there. Let's go ahead and let's down some of that fresh baking soda. It'll give us that full feeling as it, as it expands inside of our stomach. That's, it's not a food. It's in the food section. It's in the food aisle, but it's not eaten as a food. And therefore, to use baking soda to relieve heartburn, that violates this. So that's perceived as taking medication. Rabbi Schaffel, excuse yeah. me. Yes. Um, it, when you talk about something that is ichi tasting, is this um, uh, dependent on the person? Um, to give an example, uh, perhaps that you would appreciate, what about if somebody told you to have fish um, in order to uh, make you feel better from whatever was bothering you? Um, clearly, it's a food, but you would never eat it um, uh, yourself were it not for this condition. Yeah, even with the condition, I'm not having it. That's <laughs> whatever the condition is, I'm gonna I'm gonna bear it. Um, this is something your 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 question is is an excellent question though, taking me out of the uh, the example. But uh, this this is a circumstance where uh, the definitions of of something as a food or not would be objective rather than subjective. Is it seen by people as if you see um, the phrase that Shulchan Aruch used was umucha milsa of it. So we're worried about whether or not something, even though it's in a different context over here, but we're worried about the appearance of something looking like you're taking medication. So a spoonful of baking soda and water, everybody knows that you're doing that for medication purposes. Nobody thinks that you're, uh, you know, you're trying to sweeten the water or something. You hate plain water and you're looking to add some flavor to the water. So uh, the best you could do, you ran out of hot, uh, you know, uh, hot cocoa uh, mix. So you're going to go ahead and you're going to take some baking soda. So everybody knows that that's a, 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 a medication. If you're taking chicken soup, even if you don't like chicken soup, but you're, and you're taking it because you have a cold and you're trying to alleviate some of those symptoms, Anybody who looks at you seeing the, having the chicken soup isn't going to know that you're doing it because of medicinal reasons. They're going to say, okay, it's Shabbos night. You're having chicken soup. Who doesn't have chicken soup on Friday night? So I think it's going to be uh, an objective standard for this regard rather than subjective. Um, okay, let's get, it gives an example over here. Um, um, the Mishabura, we won't read it all, but he says in source seven over here, he says, uh, I, again, I don't, I don't know whether this is true or not. This is their perception. If anybody knows, you'll let us know. Maybe you'll know uh, Mel from your garden. He says, kagon techol. So he says, techol, I think is spleen. I don't know. I don't know who eats spleen. I don't know if you could actually buy spleen or something now uh, to eat. But he says, shayafa 
it's good for your teeth. I don't know if it means it whitens your teeth or if you have a toothache or something. So it's going to be good for your teeth. The But it's going to be harmful to your stomach. But nonetheless, apparently back in the time of uh, Chazal or at least the Mishnah Ruhr, you could go into the butcher shop and say, hey, can I get a uh, a, a toll, please, and they'll go ahead and they will serve you up a spleen and doing so, being that you could buy it at the regular butcher shop, so it's not evident to anybody that you're doing this for uh, medicinal reasons, because it is eaten by some people as a food, and therefore it's going to be permitted to take it, even though your intent is medicinal. Okay. So now, this is where we get to the, uh, the, main, uh, the main topic of tonight, but with all this background in place. So now we have the issue of, what about taking vitamins? So where are vitamins going to, uh, to fit into this equation? Are, is vitamin a medicine? Or are vitamins not necessarily a medicine? Because they're not intended to go ahead and cure anything per se. And that's where we talked about, I mentioned at the beginning, that there could actually be different categories of vitamins or different reasons why the person is taking the vitamin. And halacha may actually um, uh, change depending on why you're taking that particular vitamin. Okay, so we're going to see two sources on this. The first one is Rav Moshe. That's a source number eight over here as we go from page uh, one to two, but we'll go pull that out. So the first one is Rav Moshe, and then the second one is going to be of Shomel Zalman, Shomel so Rav Moshe, in his uh, uh, inimitable style, so he goes to all of the relevant Rishonim and the relevant Poskim, as far as this is concerned, a thorough address of the issue. And then he says, What we have to say is that the Kavanah Samagin Avram Hudafka Bebari Shuchalish Betivo. That the Magen Avram says, when are we going to run into a problem? We're going to put this in the context of vitamins, but even though the Magen Avram wasn't talking about that per se, but he says, we run into a problem if you have a healthy person, uh, sorry, you have a person who is, um, who is healthy, meaning they don't have a medical condition per se, but the person has a weakness. They have a weak body or they have a, uh, yeah, let's just say a weak body. They're trying, to, uh, they're trying to strengthen their immune system or they're trying to strengthen themselves so that they shouldn't get a cold. They're going to try and uh, uh, take extra vitamin D or they're going to take extra vitamin C or something like that. He's going to go ahead and he's going to try and eat some foods to strengthen his body. That's his purpose over here, to, take a, to eat some foods or to take a vitamin to strengthen the body. So in that case, in those circumstances, so the tour is of the opinion that taking a, a, a vitamin to strengthen the body, because you have some sort of deficiency, you're not sick currently, your lack of vitamin C right now uh, doesn't mean that you're sick currently, or your lack of vitamin D currently doesn't mean that you're sick now, but you could get sick because of that. And therefore, the doctor will tell you, take X number of milligrams every day of vitamin C or D in order to, make, to strengthen yourself so that you should not get sick. So the tour says taking something to strengthen the body is usher. That's part of the prohibition of taking medication. That's called taking medication. Why? Because this uh, vitamin is going to strengthen your body. It's going to change the current condition of your body. So Moshe is defining, saying that according to Magen Avram, medicine is defined as taking some sort of medication, some sort of pill, which is going to change your current state, your current physical state. 
ואף שגם באופן זה הכבל של הכוונה הוא בריא, בלא שום מחוש, and even though currently the person feels healthy, and the person doesn't have any symptoms whatsoever of his vitamin D deficiency or his vitamin C deficiency, and therefore you should say, going back to the language of the Shulchan HaKarav, the person isn't panicking. When you go to the doctor and the doctor says, listen, you're a little short on your vitamin D. I looked at your blood work and you're, uh, you need to, uh, after the winter, you were inside the whole time and it was COVID. So you have almost no vitamin D left in your body. So you need to go ahead and you need to go ahead and start taking some, uh, some vitamin D. So the person, however, since they're still feeling healthy, they're not panicked about anything. There's no panic which they're experiencing because of this deficiency. And therefore you may think, and therefore the decree of Chazal is not applicable. And for that very reason, the Beis Yosef says it's mutter. If you're not ill, the Beis Yosef says, if you're not currently ill and you're taking something to strengthen the body, that's not medication. Medication, according to Beis Yosef, is defined as going from something which is going to take you from a state of being ill to a state of being healthy. But something which just moves you from being weak to stronger that, the Beis Yosef says, is not a medication. That's not called refuah. The Magen Avram disagrees. The Magen Avram says, anytime you're taking something, you're eating something, you're consuming something, to change your current state, whether it's from illness to health, or whether it's from weak to strong, that is refuah. That, according to Magen Avram, is refuah. Um, okay, so let's skip a little bit, just for time's sake. So he says, V'im kein, so therefore, of Moshe writes, which I guess would be the plural of the Hebrew transliteration of vitamins. So, elu vitaminim. Which are not going to change the person's present state of being. Again, not even talking about going from, from sick to healthy, but it's not, the vitamins which are not going to um, uh, strengthen the body. It's not going to take somebody who is weak and now is going to take it in order to be stronger, right? A person, uh, yeah. But a person is going to take it sort of preemptively to make sure that the person doesn't get, uh, doesn't get sick. So let's say you went to the doctor and you said, doctor, how many vitamin C levels? The doctor said, your vitamin C levels are great. However, it's cold and flu season, and it's probably a good idea to go ahead and take extra just to make sure that you shouldn't get sick. So we're not trying to change you from sick to ill. We're not trying to change you from weak to stronger. We're just trying to strengthen you further to put you, uh, make you less prone to becoming ill. There, says, There, we could go ahead and we could say is going to be permitted, uh, according to all opinions, even the Magen Avram. So if you're taking it not as a way, as trying to change your current state, just because you think it would be beneficial, let's say a one a day plus uh, iron or something like that. So you just take, or you like the kids' uh, 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 kids daily vitamins, they taste better. So you go ahead and you take those for no, not trying to treat any sort of deficiency and not trying to change from a state of illness to a state of health, but rather we're just trying to, uh, to, uh, to fortify the body even further to avoid illness that, Rav Moshe says, is okay. But if you're taking vitamins to go ahead and change your current health condition, 
where you're going to go ahead and you're going to try and change the person from a weakened condition to one where they are a stronger condition, then then we have a disagreement between the Beis Yosef and the Magen Avram. The Beis Yosef says medicine, refuah, is defined as going from ill to healthy. The Magen Avram says even weak to strong is also considered to be refuah. So on that type of a, a vitamin, there would be a machlokas Beis Yosef and Magen Avram. And Ramosha says in such a case, which should the all things being equal, one should be machmer like the Magen Avram, and one should not take vitamins which are intended to go ahead and take a person from a weakened state to a stronger state of being. Rabbi Shafo? Yes. I think it's a very thin hairline between saying What did you say about hairline? (laughs) (laughs) Between taking something to prevent or to saying that you're treating something like weakness and saying you're taking it just so that you'll be healthy. I mean, I I think it's really hard to decide that. Like if you take vitamin D, there's certain things that vitamin D does and people tend to take it because they're not out in the sun enough, et cetera. But by taking that vitamin D, you will prevent certain illnesses like They've shown cancer, certain cancers are susceptible, you know, are less likely to happen if you have a good vitamin D level and there's there's less heart attacks if you have vitamin D. I mean, they these things still have yet to be totally proven, but but there's a lot of things it does. So to say I'm taking it um, just so that I'll remain healthier, I, I don't know what, I forgot the phrase that you used to say that you weren't treating an illness, but you were just, but but prevention of illness is essentially treating an illness. Well, so, so yeah, so, so Rav Moshe is, is, draw, is making that distinction. He's, he's, cre- he's, he's, he's really saying there's three different uh, categories. There is, uh, there's going to be two halacha categories, but there's three different circumstances. One is a person is ill and they want to take a make medication to shift them from being ill to being healthy. Okay. Then you have a person who is weak. Let's say a person who's anemic. Right, so you're going to go ahead and you're going to prescribe them uh, iron, right? So because of their uh, their uh, anemic condition, they may actually feel weak. So the doctor says, "Listen, you've got an iron deficiency. You got to take these iron pills, and that will give you more strength. If you feel sluggish throughout the day, this will help get rid of that." So you're taking the person from a state of being sluggish to a person who's going to be peppy and full full of energy, or something along those lines. And then you say, as you said, there may be somebody who. And the doctor, when they first walk into the doctor's office, the doctor says, how are you feeling? They say, I'm feeling good. Nothing's bothering me other than the regular aches and pains at my age. You know, there's nothing which is major, which is going on. The doctor orders some blood work and says, well, it happens to be that you're a little bit short on, uh, on vitamin D. And at your age and your, uh, your potential, you know, health risks, it's a wise thing for you to go ahead and to, uh, to load up on vitamin D so you could save yourself from becoming ill. So Moshe puts that in the third category. The one where you're not treating a condition, the, the person's not sick currently, the person's not weak currently, but you're trying to reinforce the good health by uh, moving them further away from becoming ill later on. So you're right, there, there, there is a fine line between the two. Um, you know, I'm sure if we were to go ahead and discuss 
all sorts of different conditions, we would find this very wide gray area, or I wouldn't be able to tell you whether it's in category two or category three. But these are no, the, uh, the these these are the categories which he is uh, which he's laying down. Okay, so just to go back to your um, person who's taking iron and they feel more peppy. Iron doesn't make you feel peppy the same day you take it. It's it takes a while. It takes you know probably. 10 days, two weeks to a month to see any response to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I don't, I don't know if that makes it any difference since you're not going to feel something right away from it. Does that put it in a different category? Um, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's an interesting question, like whether you'd be able to start taking the medication, but I, I don't think that's going to make a difference because it's still a medication. It's still coming in a pill, you know, so would, what, uh, it's, what about, it's, what about there's, you know, there's uh, macular degeneration where, you take vitamins, certain vitamins to prevent it from progressing. How would that fit? Where would that fit? Um, is there, a, is there any got the condition, of, but you take... Is, is there anything about what would happen if you didn't take it? Is that, a, is that a, like, for example, if you have low vitamin D level and you take vitamin D every day, except for Saturday, the que- so it seems to me that maybe that is a, a contributing factor of whether or not f- for that category is whether or not that would damage, be a, a, a detriment to skip it. Uh, so that, that could be. It depends on the exact condition. You know, once we start going into uh, particular conditions, uh, you know, then, uh, you know, uh, Rabbanim are often in touch with doctors and they ask them that exact question. You know, yes, they should take the medication. If they skip a dose, if they miss a dose, if they double up on Friday, they double up on Mozart Shabbos and they don't take them on Shabbos, you know, what, how is that going to, uh, you know, affect the, uh, you know, the, the outcome of things? So these are questions which, uh, you know, are, are, you know, would frequently be, uh, be asked, you know, in, ter- in terms of Lemaisa. So Lemaisa, um, so there'd be a lot to discuss. We'd have to go sort of condition by condition and vitamin by vitamin to decide, uh, you know, what, what, what category we're going to try and put that in. Uh, in, in the case which you mentioned before, uh, Charlene, um, I, I would think that the, the person, they, they currently have a medical condition. And therefore, the, the, even though this isn't necessarily something which is going to cure it, but it's coming to, you know, even to slow it down. But we already know for sure that this is addressing a current medical condition. It's not preventative in terms of to not get it, it's to go ahead and, uh, and, and treat it currently. We, we just uh, learned the, uh, the other night, I did with the, uh, the, the students at TI, that we consider, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing to, to think about also, but if a person has a medical condition, so not only are you allowed to take medication which treats that condition, but you could even take medication which just addresses the pain. Pain management is also considered to be refua. But a person who's in that category where they're allowed to take medication, they could also take pain stuff. We don't say that, listen, just deal with the pain. It's not going to kill you. So just, uh, you know, tough it out. But, uh, but uh, once a person's allowed to take medication, we consider taking medication for pain relief is also is a significant, a significant part of it. So that's another example where something which is not refua in the sense of healing, but it's called refua in the sense of it's a medication. It's something which is being taken for the person's overall medical condition. Okay. I thought you said you couldn't take Tylenol if you had a bad headache. Right. They, they let, they, here, here we're talking about, let's say a person has, 
they, they're, they're not in this first category where they have an ailment. They're chola she'enbo sakana. So a person who's a chola she'enbo sakana, let's say a person has a strep throat, person has an infection. So an infection is something we treat seriously. If you don't take care of an infection, it spreads and it can be very dangerous. So we allow you to go ahead and take your antibiotics on Shabbos in order to be able to take care of the uh, strep throat. So at the same time, the person is taking the antibiotics, which eventually will, will, will heal the condition, God willing. But meanwhile, the person's throat is hurting. They're, they're in a lot of discomfort because of the throat. So in such a case, we would say that you'll be able to take your throat loss and you'll be able to take, you know, whatever it is, uh, whatever you're going to take in order to alleviate that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, the, the discomfort that's associated with it, that will be allowed as well. Okay. Now, so this is, this is Rav Moshe's opinion. So he goes ahead and he differentiates between different types of, of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, vitamins. He says that there's one which is going to be straight up refua. That's where it's trying to take you from ill health to good health. That for sure is also, that's the same as a, as a Tylenol or anything else. Then there's the middle category of those things which are not going to cure you, but they will take you from a, a weakened state of, uh, of, uh, of health to a stronger state of health. That Rav Moshe says is going to, that's machlokas between the Beis Yosef and the Magen Avram. And he says you should be machmer like the Magen Avram in that regard. And then you would have those things which are uh, completely, uh, they are um, uh, taken for preventative reasons. Person's not sick, a person's not weak, but we want to go ahead and make sure that you have a plentiful supply of whatever that the thing is in order to make sure that you should not become sick later on. So that, Rav Moshe says, is going to be mutter according to all opinions. So category one is us according to all opinions. Category three is mutter according to all opinions. And category number two, from weakness to, stro- to strength. So that is going to be a machlokas. Here, source nine, we have Rav Shomel Zalman. We'll try and uh, go through it quickly. He says... As far as taking vitamins, Shomah says it's also to take them on Shabbos. Why? Because healthy people don't take vitamins. If you're healthy, there's no reason to go ahead and take, uh, take vitamins. You're only taking vitamins because you're trying to address something. But if you have a person, the doctor goes ahead and did some blood work or something and said, you know what? You need this because you are not well. And if you don't take this uh, vitamin, let's say the uh, iron, the person could end up becoming very weak as a result. Or if a person is low on vitamin D, and without taking this, um, uh, this vitamin, a person could end up moving from a simple ailment into somebody who's ill, even though not dangerously so, which is defined as person is bedridden as a result of their medical condition, or or they feel illness or pain throughout the entire body. You can think of that in terms of a migraine, where the person's whole being, you know, could be affected by the, uh, the migraine. So then, so then that certainly is going to be mutter because uh, if that's the uh, where, where the person is going, so then uh, they're already in category number two, where you're allowed to take medication. As you said at the outset, the prohibition against taking medication is only when you don't really need it. If you really need it, you're allowed to take. But, says Oshom Ozaman a little bit further, he says, but still, says Oshom Ozaman, I think, 
even a person takes vitamins on a daily basis. So he gives what we talked about. You can take it right before Shabbos, and then you can take it right after Havdalah. So you take it right before candlelighting and right after Havdalah. And in many instances, that will allow you to avoid taking the medication on Shabbos. Check with your doctor before you know implementing that. But that's something which often is, a, is an option. You just need a certain range of level to be in the bloodstream or whatever it is, and uh, you, should be, uh, you should be pretty good. But he says, But if you have a type of thing where it's not going to help, the, the body can only process a certain amount. So to double up on Friday, double up on Moses Shabbos doesn't do anything for you, and you'll still be deficient on Shabbos because you didn't have it on Shabbos. So then, so then you'd be allowed to take it on Shabbos uh, itself. Now here comes the, the take-home line. But says of Shomon Zaman, I'll call him. It says, the bottom line is, Shomon Zaman says, I don't have all these categories. He doesn't say it in these, these words, but the way we would uh, frame it is, I don't have all these categories that Rav Moshe talks about. Whether you're going from uh, ill health to good health, or you're going from weak to, uh, to stronger, or you're just trying to fortify the body to avoid becoming ill in the first place or weak in the first place. As far as I'm concerned, Shomo Zalman says, there's only, there's only one model. The model is medication. And a vitamin is a medication. It fits into the medication. And whatever rules and parameters are going to apply to a regular medication, which you get uh, uh, by prescription, that's going to apply to the vitamin aisle just the same. The rak mashuhut betrufos Whatever, whenever you're allowed to take a medication because your condition is serious enough that you're allowed to take a medication, so included in that is going to be the allowance to take vitamins. And if you have a condition which is not serious enough that you'd be allowed to take medication, then you're not allowed to take vitamins either. Because if Shomo Zaman doesn't see vitamins, doesn't put it into any sort of separate category than medicine itself. It's all essentially the, uh, the same thing. So as I said at the outset, we have this interesting disagreement going on over here between Rav Shomo Zalman and Rav Moshe. What exactly is the definition of Rafua? Is Rafua going from, from, uh, from, uh, from ill health to, uh, to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to good health, or going from a weakened condition to a stronger state of, of being? Or we're not going to go ahead and start to creating these different categories. And there's two categories. There's medicine and there's food. And that's it. Either it's a medicine or it's a, it's a food. And if it's not a food, it must be that it's a medicine, regardless of over the counter, behind the counter, under the counter, you know, picking it up in a, an alleyway somewhere, you know, a guy selling it out of his coat. Doesn't make a difference. Uh, if it's not a food, it is going to be a medicine. Yes, Mel. Is intention uh, considered here? So I have an iron deficiency and I can't take a vitamin. So I eat a lot of spinach. And that's a food, but also right. has a lot of iron. But That's my okay. Is medication. That's okay. Right. So th- that we said we said in the middle. If you if you look back at source, the chicken uh, soup example. Six. So he said that anything which is a food, you're allowed to eat on uh, on Shabbos, even for even if your intent is it's uh, it's therapeutic uh, elements. Okay. So those who would eat spinach because uh, you know it's going to make them healthier, they think they're Popeye, and it's going to make them stronger. So then uh, you know gazunte. You know, enjoy. You can have my portion too. I'll contribute that to the cost. You can have my fish. You can have my spinach. 
You have my broccoli. You can have all of that uh, that stuff as much as you need. It has it has often occurred to me that the position the CRC takes on Pesach is relevant to this. That the CRC's position is that um, if if you have just a pill that you're swallowing in one piece and it has no flavor and you're not chewing it, that um, uh, you don't have to worry about possible chumets in it. It's not food and you just swallow any pill you want. But if it's vitamins, then you can't do it because they're classifying vitamins as food. So um, uh, if you take that approach, the implication would seem to be the opposite here, that if, if the vitamins are food, they would be OK on Shabbos. But if, if, if the, the other pills are not food, then they're medicine. I mean, you know, they, they seem to be opposites of each other to me. Uh, so I, I, I can't say anything about the, the CRC's policy. Uh, but I tell people that, uh, you know, as far as uh, vitamins, uh, I, I take sort of like Sh- Shomel Zama's approach, even as far as vitamins on Pesach is concerned, that if it's a straight up pill, which you just swallow, it's still not a food. Just because it's not sold by prescription and it's sold over the counter, uh, you're not eating it because of the taste. You're eating it because of its ther- what, you, what are or what are believed to be its therapeutic elements to it. And therefore, its uh, pills are nifsam me'achilas kalav. And just because a person is consuming them, we don't consider that to be achshave. That doesn't elevate it into the state of the food because you're only taking it because of its medicinal uh, uh, elements, not because of its delicious elements. I, I see. So you, you, you permit the vitamins on Pesach is what you're saying. Yeah, people call up and say, can I take this vitamin? I say, does it have a taste? No, it's fine. Whatever, whatever it happens to be. Rabbi Shaffel. Rabbi yeah. Shaffel. Yes. Um, Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.